Welcome to Heroes of the Hydean Way. This is a live play podcast that explores published adventures set in Fantasy Flight Games' Star Wars RPG line. Currently our story is Dead in the Water, and it can be found in the Star Wars Age of Rebellion's GM's Kit. This is Act 2, Episode 6, and I'm Ben, the GM for this adventure. And I'm Brent. I play TV-93, a T-series tactical droid. I specialize in slicing and sharpshooting. My specialty is enemy demoralization. I think you ought to know I'm feeling very depressed. And I'm Chris, and I play Mandalorian Commando Motu Ordo, whose duty is absolute combat victory in every field of combat, including the Jarek. No, it's not. <laughs> well, it's supposed to be. Ha, ha, ha. And I'm Leslie. I play everyone's favorite little Bothan, Kith. Except for our enemies, who I like to blow up. And I'm Christine, and I play a simple Coruscant cop who has found herself on this Nebulan B frigate, uh, Nima Ptolemy, the group's commander. And her duty is personnel. And to get a little bit more familiarity with everyone's character, I try and ask a question. And in this case, I'm going to ask Matu about... How's it been going up against all of these droids? It's just a combat simulation at this point. The droids, they don't have any fear or bravery. They follow their programming. And then you just find the pattern, and chop off their heads, and execute them one by one after you've disabled their internal programming or whatever it is we did last session. I don't quite remember. I do remember I went from one to the other, blasting them in the head, and then occasionally blasting them in the chest because I remember once in training that they said there are sometimes backup processors in their chest. Well, you never can tell with a droid. I mean, don't get me wrong, I like droids. They're useful. And if I could ever get my hands on a basilisk war droid, oh, that would be the greatest day of my life. You? You're not allowed to touch machinery, ever. Have you ever seen a basilisk war droid? No. No one has, but they were the great robotic mounts of the Mandalorians of old. They weren't just a piece of equipment or a vehicle. They were a comrade at arms. It was part of their extension as a warrior. Oh, Kef, build me one. No. Build me one. <laughs> no. Please. Please. I really want one. You'll have to prove that it's actually a thing. I think you want to know I'm feeling very depressed. <laughs> you have to learn how to play nicely with these droids first. Um... I want to get a quick recap by TV for what happened in the last session. We were attacked by some protocol droids. We fought them. I set my weapon on stun, thinking that perhaps the droids could be reprogrammed and saved. But Matu went insane, started blowing them up, even after they were stunned and laying on the ground. He blasted them, and blasted them, and blasted them some more. I have mixed feelings about this. We eventually rescued Fig. He had been drugged. Nemo picked a random prisoner and had him call for reinforcements. Matu was on the comms, trying to figure out how we can get to the bridge. Finally, TJ, our adversary tactical droid, called, and we had a short conversation with him. He tried to motivate me to join his side, but... He didn't realize I have no motivator. Oh. 
This explains a lot. However, there were still more droids. It's somewhat important that we get the life support back on. At least that's what they tell me. I don't see the rush. We really need to finish taking out the droids here so that they can do that. I guess. If you're into that sort of thing. I'm not. Let me help you out. Those droids were shooting them. Let's move. Two things before we get going. One is I need everyone to roll for the destiny pool. Gonna add a dark side. Light side. I got a dark side. I got a dark side. We all got dark sides here. We have three dark side and one light side point uh, for the destiny pool, so yes. And then for the destiny pool, 78 got rolled, which is well higher than the 35 that is currently the grand total of duty. All that duty, and we can't can't roll anything we actually have. <laughs> At least I'm rolling it with the duty as opposed to with the crits. Fair point. I will take it. <laughs> to sort of set the immediate scene, we have Matu in the back of the room. He's got one of these medical droids that is pressed up against the computer console lining the back and a restraining bolt jammed into its chest. TV was trying to shoot at the other medical droid that's there, but missed. But with enough advantage that he spooked the astromech that was there to skitter away from the life support control table that is sitting in the middle of this room and has put it now at almost too engaged with the three who are still sitting near the doorway to this room. On the far wall, you have five Alliance technicians bound with their hands behind their head and their ankles crossed looking up at these droids that had been keeping him there. And at this point, I do want to get initiative from the party. Uh, what would this be at this point? Is this cool since we're already in a fight? This is going to be one of those times where it really feels more like cool or vigilance since it's in the middle of a fight. Okay, so it could be either or. Yeah, for this, I'm going with either or for the party. For the droids, they are absolutely doing uh, vigilance. Yeah, mine are the same. Yeah, I like to keep my cool and vigilance the same. <laughs> I don't have to worry about it. Specifically so you can keep the roll the same? Just, nah. It's just easier. So TV is feeling very cool and vigilant, but not really, with no successes and four advantage. So the astromech, who is amazingly actually decent at semi-combat skills if you ever got them in a ship. The way that this is going is there is one PC, an NPC, three PCs, and an NPC. And TV and Matt were the two already in the room. Yep. Well, TV is just sort of hanging around the door. Yeah, I'm the only one in the room. Shooting in. Yeah. Matt, you want to keep doing your um, thing? All right, LT, you got it. Let's chop them up. Chip, chop, chip. Uh, let's see so I just slammed myself full speed into a medical droid and shoved it with a restraining bolt. I glance over my left shoulder, see the shot miss, and go, Come on, TV! I could have taken that shot upside down! And um, reach up, grab the sword, use a maneuver to draw it. Um, do I need another maneuver to walk over to engaged? Yeah, to get in, I go with to draw and do the, yeah, 
I would. I'll just take the two strain for that. And I'm uh, chip chop them up. So I got two yellow and a green for melee against two purple. Anything else? Uh, no. You're going after the second medical droid? Correct. Okay. Then, yep, nope, that's it. Three successes, one advantage. What sort of pierce does, and what sort of damage does your vibro sword do? So I'm doing eight damage with pierce two. Eight damage, pierce two. What does pierce two? Remove soak. That is not enough to take out the medical droid. Okay. Do you want to describe how Matu's sort of whirling dervish happens? Sure. Uh, so he, like I said, he looks over his left shoulder. The The hilt of a sword rests over his right shoulder, so it's a pivot back step. He draws the blade with one motion and then chops across the torso of the droid. All right. So then we have an NPC. Since we have Matu, who is engaged, like, right up with his sword pretty much in the side of this medical droid. I'm sort of figuring that the medical droid is going to try and jab some needle-like fingers into Matu's throat and try and inject him with something. Alright, I do have one melee defense. Absolutely. It is melee. Let us see if the droid can actually hit as it is trying to... Nope. <laughs> Apparently we're talking, a, seriously, a single failure. Ha ha! Ha 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 He laughs like a pirate. <laughs> so, Matu comes in, slices at this medical droid, and catches the droid in the left side. Buries a blade in the side of this droid. The droid is sort of using that momentum to try and reach up under Matu's helmet and jab him in the neck with these needle fingers and inject him with a anesthetic. But apparently the jolt from Matu's sword landing in him has caused him enough to glance off the side of Matu's helmet. And then that opens it up for the rest of the party. TV, do you want to take the next uh, slot or is TV kind of shaken? Because I know he missed before. Busy being horrified. Yeah, TV will, uh, no, it's strangely disappointed for non-specific reasons, but TV will, uh, step forward, kind of clearing the doorway, and, uh, swing his, uh, stun rifle around, and aim at the medical droid and fire. I'd put you at short range then. Yeah. So one purple? At the medical droid, Matu's really close to that. He is engaged, therefore it needs to be upgraded once. And I'm going to upgrade it once more, bringing it to one purple, one red, by using a destiny point. Well, if that's how it's going to be, um, let's see, TV will... Um, now there's a chance to hit Matu, better switch to the kill rifle. <laughs> <laughs> now I was licking it. <laughs> I didn't say it out loud. He will uh, take a true aim maneuver to uh, upgrade his check once per rank of true aim, and I have two ranks of true aim. Oh, nice. And don't forget, you do get the actual aim on top of it. Yep, so two, oh, so two upgrades and a blue. Yeah. It's a really good use of a maneuver. It is an amazing talent. I'm a fan. So is true aim an upgrade, or is it a blue, uh, a boost? Yes. Uh, it's, a, it's both. Oh, oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> Well, and so you finally got your wish, and you're going to shoot Matu. Why didn't I switch <laughs> rifles? Um, so, 
TV uh, kind of steps him up into the room and he takes his time and aims and gets the medical droid in his sights and he does manage to shoot him with three successes and four advantage but also rolls a despair from that upgraded check that came from Matu being in in range so we will see how the GM adjudicates that despair it's a great mystery like how much stun damage are you doing the LBR-9 stun rifle has a base damage of 10. So with three successes, that is a 13, and it does have Disorient 2. Now, Ben, if he does hit Matu, do you tr- how do you treat it? Um, are, with the advantages, are those still TVs to spend for actual positive things for us, or does that hurt? Um, no, I'm, I've always used advantages as positive things for the players. It's not, like, the despair is something else that happens from it. In this case, because Matu's sword is connected into the droid as the droid's getting shot, something's probably going to bounce back into Matu, but... It's not going to be, it's probably not going to be the full 13 damage. This does cause the droid itself to shut down, by the way, because that has now stunned out the droid. So then the question is what to do with the other four advantage, because I'm going to be very simple with my despair uh, use on this one, and I'm just going to do gun base damage in stun to Metu. With Soak actually applied, of course. Hmm. That's not going to be too bad for him at all, then. Perhaps it just gives him a little jolt and a personality reset. <laughs> you know humans a don't A slight wipe, like as it were. We don't know until we try oh, repeatedly. Right. Uh, for the advantage, coming from shooting a medical droid... There's still the astromech mm-hmm. room. It could uh, be as simple as benefiting whoever goes next and their actions. Maybe you're... Scaring the astromech a bit with what just happened to, um, to his medical droid buddies. Distracting the astromech, something. Yeah, like let's that. go ahead and do that. No, make if you make the droid have it like do a beeline, try to get out of there, but it's heading okay, straight yeah, towards you like guys. That. So you, it's probably like short yeah. range shot. The astromech's just uh, freaking out at this point. Yeah. Pretty much, like <laughs> at this point, it just sort of figures TV's got something out for this astromech droid. Like the medical droid has crumpled off to its side. It's now actually cleared Matu's sword on its own by now being a pile on the floor. Yeah, the astromech has started to come towards Kith and Nima with its scumplink controller still sticking out as it had been actually con- doing the computer control of the life support services on the ship. T- TV does look at, TV looks at Matu and says, oops. How much damage did Matu take? Or how much strain? Uh, four. So I'm at six out of, well, I have 13. Okay. Because we have two more PC yes, slots, Yes, you right? do. You have Kith and you have Nima to go before the astromech actually gets to do an effective thing. So the astromech is fleeing the room yelling loudly, coming down the hallway towards us. And it's an astromech. It doesn't seem to have any blaster or anything really dangerous. So Nima is just going to walk up, take her shield off of her arm, set it down just to block the poor thing's path. And she's staring over top of it, down at the astromech as it's rolling up to her. Where do you think you're going to go? And I would like to make a coercion check to have this little guy 
basically uh, surrender. All right. Thank you. Absolutely. That sounds actually kind of cool. And especially the way that you set it up. I am thinking that this should be, as I said, Astromax are a little on the cool customers. It's just this one's been shot at a lot in person. So, But natively, I'm going to go with it's going to be going up against two red. Okay. Um, I'm cool using a light side point. Does she get a boost for its madness and fear? I'd do that, yeah. Since it's freaked the crap out. Uh, how about the fact that it is currently trapped between PV and Matu and Nima and Kev? Yeah, I could definitely go with the boost for that. Well, Astromechs don't have, like, hardly any willpower, do they? Because yeah, this would be discipline. Mm-hmm. Cool, but its presence is usually worse, right? Aren't Astromech presence usually one? Depends on the Astromech, I guess. Yeah, it really depends on the Astromech. And also, Astromechs... <laughs> Astromech droids also are, like, scanners. So they sort of would be the cool ones in a starfighter. I'm going to flip a light side point because while Nima may not view droids as living beings, uh, the Force might have a slightly different interpretation here and maybe maybe not have every single one aboard this ship be scattered to pieces. So I've got a pool of one green, two yellow, two blue, versus two red. Nope. Dang, and I was sort of figuring this would be the one time someone gets a triumph and turns the droid to your help. That would have been awesome, and then we would have had our little astromech, but sadly, not to be. Do you want to keep that astromech uh, distracted for my turn? Yeah, so what I think happens here is Nima's blocked this poor little droid for the moment, and she's giving it the chance to back down. She's very casually sort of looking over top, over the top of her shield at it, gun even still holstered for the moment, and the astromech uh, does back up for a moment, acknowledging enough that Nima isn't that concerned about it she's thinking oh well this is this has worked out okay uh, but she is still blocking it in and the astromech to try to get around her little barricade is going to have to go directly through kith thus giving kith a couple of boosts totally works for me so what is kith wanting to do um well i won't say that kith thinks of droids as just people people until she's really gotten to know them or, you know, overt personality as some some creatures and droids do develop. She doesn't like to see good things wasted or destroyed without purpose. So what she wants to do is actually, as it's kind of trying to get past her, she just wants to basically do a hard shutdown. Is is turn it off. We can we we can keep it because let's be honest, we still need droids. We just need droids that aren't trying to kill us. I'm sort of thinking this is going to be like a brawl, a athletics, a brawn check. Not, a, not an a, agility uh, or something where she's trying to just quickly flip open a panel and press a button. Oh, okay. Like a, like a coordination check. Yeah, I could definitely go with that. Leslie, you're really good at turning these brawn checks into <laughs> agility checks. <laughs> well, it's all in what type you're trying to do. Like, True. So... I'd totally go with that, like, trying to essentially dance in, dance away. Or, in this case, almost more bullfighting. Yeah, I can I, I can see that thought. So, yeah, I'd totally go with a coordination check. I'm still going to go with it being a... Yeah, I'm going to go with it being a two-purple check. That Destiny Point was used in the last roll, not this one. Okay. So it's just going to be a two-purple check. Um, can I have a boost for mechanical... Uh, know-how and a boost for the fact that it was shepherded to me? Yes, I'll go with both. Alright. 
The pool currently stands at two green, one yellow, two blue, two purple. Da, 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 da. Go. That one's for good success to me. and an advantage. All right. So, do you want to describe how Kith is able to shut this droid down? Uh, it's it's literally what I described. You know, it's it's fleeing in terror. Terror. Nima kind of says, "Dude, you know, what do you think you're doing? Like, do you really have any hope?" And it kind of backs up and veers around. Kith kind of lets it go past, and as it's going, just flips open open a, a hatch and jabs a button. You know, just the, like the emergency shutdown. And so it goes, and kind of slumps over, its little arm dangling at its side. That's actually pretty cool, and brings us out of combat. At the end, giving us a wonderful time of T-94 minutes. Can, can, can I... Um make a request for my advantage sure when it got jacked out of the the console it left everything it was doing open so we can see what it was up to absolutely that totally works as you're looking at it you can see that it was the droid controlling the life support shutdown and the scrubbing of oxygen from the air that's that's not good we need to get this fixed matu matu start start getting those guys untied we need to we need to get this back online properly now uh i do that matu you're looking a little unsteady there everything okay no fine just um i'll see if you could maybe check to make sure his photoreceptors are finely tuned i can do that yep try to remember remind him that i am not a clone (laughs) this is not the clone wars he shot the droid did you I just want to say that I saw it Your with my sword eyes. Is conductive. Did you shoot MTV? I had it under control. <laughs> I appreciate the backup, but I had it under control. That's not my fault. As you're sort of uh, breaking the zip ties that these guys and girls are bound with, are all five of them are in this like they're in ship coveralls. All of them are life support techs, and one a Rodian woman looks up sees the display like this hollow display of the ship and what's happening with the air currents and some of the warnings that are starting to come up several of them are saying oxygen levels below recommended things like that she runs up to the life support counter just sort of jams both hands down on it yells out my cyclers and then promptly faints what <laughs> kif kif is standing next to the console Hand out, staring at her, her collapsed worm like, how is that helpful? Sorry. Kith, can you undo whatever they did to this thing? Clearly our people don't have a lot of time. They're just passing out. Okay, that okay. I feel slightly slightly guilty now. I thought she was just being dramatic. <laughs> Kith turns back to the console. There's very little oxygen. We have masks. They don't. Okay, valid point, valid point. At the moment, you can see that the air supply is actually starting to get pretty thin like you can actually see a gas mixture display in this holographic uh display of the ship and it's got a running percentage next to it like almost every hollywood movie of course and normally it's at like 20 22 for oxygen this one's down in the 15 percent. is it blinking in red and it's uh, got a red line it's in the orange Like, you can see where the red line is at 10%, and it's falling fast enough that it's like, 
Okay, yeah, we kind of got to get to work on this. You can tell that there's a computer program going on just by, like, what's going on in this holograph. All four of you can plainly see the effect of this. Like, you can see on there a description of the life support recyclers purging oxygen from the air supply. The alarms have been turned off. And, like, you can see big orbish red giant flashing warnings in the in the void of the ship itself can i flip a destiny point for there to be an emergency oxygen button that releases just a burst of oxygen throughout the ship to buy people time um well because i'm not familiar with the stuff Going by the graphs that you can see on there, like the bar graph and whatnot, it doesn't look like people are that close to expiring, but with the way that all of the Alliance personnel are, they're looking fairly drunk at the moment. The five technicians, uh, only the roading has passed out, correct? Correct. Um, Nima's going to look over the remaining four. Is any one of them a higher rank than the others? No, they're all just technicians there. Are the oldest staying out of the way for the moment? Is there anyone who's trying to, besides the Rodian, <laughs> trying to assist Kith in some way, or at least approaching the life support? There's this Camino that is standing there like seven feet. The cloners uh, from episode two, so the big, tall, gray alien-looking guys. Are you not happy with your order? <laughs> uh, well, in that case, with that Kamino in there, Nima is going to make a bit of a bold move because we need life support, and Nima is not going to be helping out the situation right now. Nima's going to take off her breath mask and pass it to the Kaminoan and uh, direct her over to Kith to assist her. The Kaminoan had been sort of uh, standing up and looking at this display. If they had a goatee, it would be perfect because they've got their really long spindly fingers wrapped around their jaw and just going no 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 this this no 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 this can't be good now this the Kaminoan shakes his head and looks over to Kith and TV this computer program needs to be defeated it looks like they've done something to the air recyclers themselves that is going to have to be reversed. This astromech had been off in behind some of these machines. It's going, I'm glad to see you have this small Bothan type being here because there we need someone of small stature to actually get in. You need someone little. I gotcha. We also have an Ungnaught. We're set for little people. I'm going to remember that statement. (laughs) At this revelation, the Kiminoan is almost startled, slowly just sort of broadly brings her arms up. The head sort of comes down, swoops over the desk, and looks forward. Oh, oh yes, there is one. I remember an Ugnaught being around here. Fascinating, fascinating people. Yeah, we can focus on that later. Why is it good that we have all species here? The astromech was doing things in behind the air cyclers getting in between the cyclers and the walls. It's a very tight fit for most species, but for someone of a reduced stature, it should be a lot easier to get their personage in behind and fix whatever the astromech has brought amiss. Can you do the computer stuff? 
I can try, but if you have someone who's more experienced with okay. uh, dealing with... Nima looks at TV. <laughs> I am a lowly life support tech. I don't know much okay, about... Okay, okay, I gotcha. I gotcha. Just, just, just stop. Rian, you over there? Oi. You and me, we're going digging. TV, please, I, I need you to, to just be amazing, like I know you can. It's a request. Is that an order? That was a request. Nima can order you. I can't... I need you to do computer stuff and direct Rian and I from from here for what we're doing. Will you help? I always follow orders. It's in my programming. I hate you. You suck. This lovely lady here will be helping you. Rian, let's go. Okay, I'm going to start off with TV doing his thing to try and slice in the computers. And then cut over to Kith and Rian. Excellent. Sorry, I figured with... With the computers, TV, and what is... I'll ask the the tall lady what her name is. Everyone calls me Soupy. Rian is often, has sort of looked around, handed his light-repeating blaster off to one of the other people in his squad, and is scrambling over to where the air cyclers are. There's a lot of pipes going around here. There's a slight yeasty smell just from all the different biological uh, processes that are going on. Sure it's not from those 2-1-B bakers? Mm, quite possibly. So as TV extends his own scump link, or how is TV wanting to try and hack this? Um, yeah, pretty much just straight slicing. Gets out his gear, mutters something about being very depressed. It looks like the astromech wasn't really trusting of the medical droids to keep these technicians in place, or was worried that a armed insurrection rescue team would arrive and then try and undo his glorious work. So it does look like there is a firewall or a new bit of security that you have to bust through. And this is going up against two purple and one red because I've used a destiny point. Okay. TV has been told that life support is important for some reason. I don't know what it is. So I will go ahead and use that lights that point back to upgrade this check as well. I'm sort of thinking that at this point you've got like six people's eyes on you. At least four people's eyes directly on you. Yeah, but you. he doesn't care. And that would be worth a setback. Meat sacks. Uh, you mentioned a firewall. That sounds something similar to trying to disable a security device of some sort. So that my bypass security can remove that setback, I believe. I could definitely go for that. Yeah, TV takes out his slicer gear, plugs it in, and... Oh dear. He uh, succeeds with one success, and a triumph. So he really succeeds, but he also has a threat and a despair. <laughs> you are a despair-generating machine tonight, Brent. Demoralization is my specialty. That is a beautiful roll, man. Seriously. I, I do have natural programmer. I could re-roll that, but I'm kind of satisfied with the results. <laughs> that is an amazing roll, sir. What just happened there? Yeah, I mean, who would re-roll a triumph? You did succeed with a triumph. <laughs> Maybe TV. Maybe he's not too excited about succeeding. Who knows? You know what? I'm going to bank that despair slightly so with this like i'm just sort of envisioning sort of an orange tint to this almost melting away so now it's this alliance blue 
wireframe of the ship, and you can see air circulation going off in blues and greens and oranges as it's swirling around the returns. Almost looks like a circulatory system, because kind of is. With that, you can see three points on the air recyclers, one in behind the life support computer itself, one towards the foredeck, like the front of the ship, and one almost on the outside, like between the hallway and the outer hull of the ship. There are these three points that looks like the astromech has physically gone in and mussed around with things. And it looks like Kith is going to need to go into these points. Very unprofessional work. But TV will relay this information to Kith. As ordered, here's your data. Alright, so Rian and I are in the, the not Jeffrey's tubes. Well, like one is under, like almost literally in behind the desk, and it's got a metal panel in behind that you have to open up. One of you can like half crawl in, just get your arms and head in and do some work. Another one's getting in behind this big vat and sort of having to squeeze your way through. It's just doing a lot of stuff in very inconvenient places. The way that the Ashmech has done this, it's actually going to require a bit of a coordination check to get in there and do some work. Did we do anything with that Triumph, or is that part of fixing the life support? I, no, we had not done anything with a Triumph. I'm Oh, I'm expecting you to get a tiny bit of backfeed from the computer and taking a strain from that. Hence the threat. Ah, all right. The Triumph now and the Despair, I'm going to have fun with in a tiny bit. <laughs> no, I'm just going to have a little fun for uh, Matthew and Nima. If TV could be happy, that might make him happy. Alright, so what do we want to do with that Triumph? I thought the Triumph was getting banked for later along with the Despair. Uh, the Triumph is being banked? No, no, the Triumph want to do that. It's just something that has to be done from this role. Are all of these points accessible? All of them are physically accessible. It's just you have to squeeze and get around things for okay. it. Okay. Okay. I'm sorry. I was just trying to note. Do we know where TJ is physically located on the ship? Use it. Use it to know what the the despair is. Could the hacking uh, check no, have somehow nailed that down or identified his location? Yes. You're getting two pings for TJ. You have one on deck F seven. And another one on deck F-17. TV does not smile, but his eyes do flicker briefly. Rian and Kith are going to be attempting to get to these points to see what the astromech has gotten themselves up to. Yes, we are. Okay, so that is going to be an average coordination check. Okay. To try and squeeze your way into one of these uh, points. I'm assuming under the computer. Average is two? A two purple, yes. And, well, think for the coordination check, I'm going to spend one of these nice destiny points. Define nice. Turning it into one purple, one red. That's kind of the force, so it's always sort of nice and also painful, so, you know, things. Thank you. That makes me feel very good about myself. Could just be that the force doesn't like you. Well, I have gotten shot a lot. Yeah, yeah, you have. Oh, no. <laughs> Oh no. (laughs) 
sorry, my pool ended up being two green, one yellow, and one purple, and one red. And my results were two failures and three advantage. Alright, so the way I kind of want to work this is... You're able to work your way in there, but it is painful as all get out. Like, you're trying to figure out who the heck last refit this because there's this little ridge of metal that you have to literally lie on to get enough access to get in there. And this is just sort of poking in the, like, in your ribs. As you've got your arms up, it's sort of just rubbing you in your ribs. And I'm going to put two wounds to you that bypass soak that as you're working there taking a bit of time to actually do this okay but three advantage is i have found the place and i can do what i need to do while i'm there yes yes you have and i'll even go with like a boost or an upgrade even yeah three i go for an upgrade so this is going to be i i have to it's going to be a mechanics check to actually fix it. Like, you're under there. You can see that a mechanical device has been attached to the back of one of these mm-hmm. computer terminals that you're in there. And you can see a bunch of wires running from it. And you're having to disconnect it before you can yank it away. Okay. And you're sort of in this very uncomfortable place to be able to disconnect it. But how you've situated yourself, you've now got a okay. really good vantage point for it. All right, I'm going to holler out, although I don't really need to holler out because we have comlinks, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to holler out like I'm at the garage under a, under a speeder. I was like, all right, guys, I found the problem. Um, our little astro friend apparently added a, a, an extra filter or something to the line. I'm just going to yank it all out and f- slap it back together. You're the mechanical expert, Kith. Do whatever you think is best. And Nima shoots Matt to a look and kind of shrugs because she really has no idea what any of that meant. So this is just going to be a two purple mechanics check. Is it? Yeah. Yeah, it is. Okay. On the other hand, you do have three light side points, so go to town. Okay. Um, you said I got an upgrade for this? How does an upgrade work when I'm already three yellow? You get a green. I get a green. I'm okay not flipping the light side yet. If you want to. Lovely. <laughs> God bless America. <laughs> you and Brent have one job. Oh my gosh. Okay. <laughs> no. <laughs> Don't say it that way, because then our job will just be to fail. Yeah, I really can't say anything, because the one check I've made tonight, I failed. <laughs> and as well. But we're, we're failing advantageously. So th- this is the night when Matu just needs to do everything for us. He needs to be the mechanic, the doctor, the combatant. <laughs> I, got, I got out of that pool of three yellow, green, and two purple, I got a single advantage. Only one blank die, so I count that as a good thing. I feel like Matu is standing around, but the, so- the shot is just settled on him, and you hear like clang, boom, ding, uh, everything okay in there? <laughs> Over the comm, if- you, you, you hear um, some, some, some dark muttering, and when, when Matu, you know, calls for her attention, she's just like, just chill your chassis, I'm fine, it's all, it's great, I mean- we're good. Did you try turning it off and turning it back on again? <laughs> what I'm sort of figuring with this being an actual fail check, I'm figuring that this is going to take a bit of extra time for Kith to actually disconnect this. Like, disconnecting one, all of a sudden, like, weird lights come on, reconnecting. 
and doing it a lot more by luck than by skill. And in doing so, yeah, I'm figuring that this is taking, like, normally it would take a minute, but since it's a failure, I'm figuring that Kith is up in there having to, like, work arms pretty much stretched out, head tilted at this really awkward angle, and pulling out different wires. Since it's an advantage, can it be that once I've got it done, even though I did fail this time, once I've got it done, without that piece added, it will actually clean the air faster than it was polluting? Yeah, for this one piece, yeah. So we'll get that, and it'll be actually working better against their their evil machinations. Absolutely. That totally works. All right, so after some creative language, she she says it's going to take a little bit of time. We know where the three places we need to be are, right? She's going to say, if you guys want to keep moving, go, and I'll just handle this. Um, How close are we to the bridge from here? Uh, You are about nine levels down. That's up a few more decks, isn't it? Okay. Are the life support techs here armed at all? Uh, no. The f- five life support techs are pretty much just that. They're the people who would normally be ma- maintaining this machinery. Okay. Uh, we determined Rion was pretty well armed, and he is in there assisting Kith, correct? Yeah. Okay. Because I think we are actually going to end up with a split party for at least a little bit here, because Nima does not want to waste time, and life support's pretty isolated. And Kith has backup in Rion, and so she's going to calm Kith back and say, Work as fast as you can. We're going to see about taking the bridge, and then we'll be right back. If anything goes wrong, calm us immediately. Okay, and is that going to be the three of you heading up and leaving Kith and Kith's group down here? My grease posse. Leaving Kith and Rion... And Soupy, uh, and this is actually where it's very important, uh, Ben, did Soupy take my offered breath mask or did she refuse? Yeah, she did. Okay, so Niema will be doing this next section without a breath mask. Uh, and since they none of these techs have a blaster, Niema is going to pull out her holdout blaster and pass it to Soupy. That way they've at least got something if somebody else does come down here. Okay. I have a blaster too. Just saying. Yep, and so does Rian. She's just trying to Nima's nervous about leaving all of you people behind, even though she thinks it is a necessary step at this point. So she's taking whatever precautions. Hmm. LT, here, take take my mask. I've got two blue and resilience checks, so we have to roll it. <laughs> <laughs> have you noticed that he talks nonsense sometimes? Uh, but here's a better piece of logic. We've already ter- determined that your armor has 10 minutes of air on its own. Cool. I give it to you. We load and up. And <laughs> if Kith can repair the life support quickly, then that won't be a problem. You decide to split the party, and some of you head up to the bridge, and others stick at the life support trying to fix up the air recyclers. Thank you very much for tuning in for this episode of Heroes of the Hydean Way. You can find show updates on Twitter at The Hydean Way, and you can find me, Ben, the GM here, on Twitter at Deuterium Ice. 
You can find me, Christine, at Twelfth Night. That's one, two, T-H, and night with a K. You can follow me, Brent, at iBrentBrown on Twitter. You can find me at GS. maybe make some, some helpful mechanic suggestions since I'm doing so well. Listen, when I'm not fighting for the rebellion, my favorite podcast is Silhouette Zero, which you can find at sillzero.podbean.com. And if you want to talk to me, Matu, you can find me at Twitter at MandoMatu. That's M-A-N-D-O-M-A-T-U. That's a real Twitter account. Wait, really? Yeah. Yep, I did it. (laughs) (laughs) Surprise. Oh my gosh. (laughs) and we're all at theheidianway.com where you can find previous episodes and our sister podcast tales from the heidian way our podcast is on itunes stitcher and google play where you can find more episodes and help us out by rating and reviewing the show we're also on facebook as heroes of the heidian way send us a holocom to heroes at theheidianway.com